come to the lands between for the Elden Ring? Of course you have. No shame in it. Unfortunately for you, however, you are maidenless. another episode of no crisis yet i'm john lynch i'm ben brown and previous episode <laughs> last last previously on no crisis yet we got elden ring <laughs> uh we got we got elden ring we set it up yeah kind of not kind of explained it for people this what? is this is the post this is the hangover yeah, episode. now we've beaten elden ring which took a long time you also. didn't know you were like eh, like this boss fight is i think yeah to, not to get into this too i it's weird i never I mean, actually hit a boss that made me like I'm not going to be able to do this, which I did oh, do in Commander, Commander, Commander Neil, for me, I was like, but yeah, and not, not to get into this too deeply. Mm-hmm. One, I think Sekiro ruined all boss fights for me <laughs> yeah. because in a good way. Yeah, yeah. In that, um, what is it? Swordmaster Ashina. Swordmaster Ashina. Yeah, yeah. Sword Saint. I'm sorry. Jenny Sword Shiro. Saint Ashina. Yeah. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, like fucking amazing. Yeah. That fight, that was, I remember I had to take a break. So I think I stopped on the ape. And mm. I went to Utah for mm. like a week, and I was like, Ben, I don't know if um if I can get back. I don't know in, yeah. if I can get back into this, dude. Like, I might because that fight that what is it like? A, I can't remember if it's a three phase or four phase fight. The 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 monkey is two. Monkey's two, but Genichiro, it starts with Genichiro at the end. Yeah, Genichiro is three, which you fought before. Yeah, so you get the first form, which is basically the form you fought at the beginning of the game, and then he has a second form, and then lightning happens, and that's the third form, and then he's dead, and that's the end of it. Yeah, but uh, then at the end, it's yeah. I think you fight him once in lightning form. Oh, oh no, yeah. I'm right. saying the final fight. Right, right. The final fight is three phases. Yeah. The fa- the fight on top of the castle is two. Yeah, but then Genichiro at the end, Genichiro yeah. lightning form. Yeah, you, yeah. You fuck him up. You're like that wasn't so bad. And then yeah. literally another human comes out of He's him. He's like climbs out of he his climbs corpse. out of him <laughs> and says, "I hope you can do the fucking parry for pole arms." Which turns out you I bitch. can. Um, I forget what it's called. Makiri counter. Makiri counter. I hope you can Makiri counter because you're like, going to need it. You know, I mean, there's. I did a lot less parrying in Elden Ring than in Sekiro because that's what Sekiro's main mechanic is. But I can think of scarcely a more satisfying parry in any video game than the Makiri counter because it's like dodge into the, sound, the attack. <laughs> and like, you climb onto their weapon and stab them and it's the best thing ever. Yeah. It rules. But um, that's not Elden Ring. Elden Ring is... No, and, and in some ways, I think Elden Ring... if. I'm going to try to get the bitching out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I might agree with you on some things, but we'll see. Because I was we'll pretty... See. Yeah. You, now, remember, Sekiro comes from them being like, we're sick of... Pe-, and even Bloodborne. Going yeah. even more. Hey, stop putting on fucking heavy poise armor yeah. and just tanking Just tanking this game. stuff. And they're like, no. <laughs> and then when they get to Elden Ring, they said, if you do not have at least 50 to 60 to even 70... Um, vigor, yeah. whatever the fuck it's called. You're going to get nailed by you these bosses. You will get one-shotted. And it, the, my breaking point in this game came at the end. I hit, um, what's the dude's name? Malk? Not uh, He's the dog. Uh, the or, Black Blade guy, right? Black Blade. Yeah. Mal- um, Malkith, I think. Malkith. Sure. Yeah. Malkith. And I was just, I think I was on him for half, like, yeah, if I have three hours to play in a day, mm. I'm like, and I'm spending all three hours just being like, wow, these weapons that I have that I specialized in, yeah. not fast enough. Mm. You cannot, before the patch, at least the most, whatever, 1.04, whatever, Yeah, you couldn't realistically, you could not just, you couldn't swing your great weapon. 
yeah, in they, any meaningful way so to I, attack that Yeah, because I, I was using, for a lot of the game, I was using the Bloodfang sword, which is a curved great sword. So it's a little slow, but it's got really good reach, a good yeah. bleed, and like it was a great sword. And I just got sick of it eventually because it was just yep. one move set. And, and this game has so many weapons, so many different weapons and builds and all this other stuff, which is... Something I really, really like about it and like came to like about it as I got further into it. But I switched to a Colossal Weapon, which was the, um, uh, it's like, it starts with a G. It's got a name. But it's basically the, the, the big Iron Maiden things that capture you. Yeah. They have the arms <laughs> that are like saw blades. Yeah. You get one of those, basically. Yeah. And that saw blade is a Colossal Weapon. So it does a, it's very slow. Is that the one you just hold it down and just spins? Yeah. So yeah. It, it is kind of the whirly gig axe from from Bloodborne, if you ever saw that, but it's basically you can just turn into a, a saw and jam it into something's yes. face, and it causes bleed like crazy fast. So this is, this is where I think from kind of fucked it up because I think you and I both ended up turning to a bleed build just to be like we get, we got to finish this fucking. Game. I would say like uh, they they certainly supported me in my endeavor, but my <laughs> first and best loved uh, you know playthrough of a Dark Souls game was the original with the the Uchi Katana and like having that like knowledge of like if I just get in there and get really aggressive I'm going to be rewarded and like it's a risky play style I, I do think people overstate how because uh, I think for PvP it's maybe more of a, a problem for people and there are certain weapon arts that that people were exploiting in certain oh, 100%, ways and yeah, it, all sorts is, of stuff this is but, the meta shit I want to talk about which is just like you ruin the game when you realize like so I ended up doing the rivers of blood combo which mm -hmm. is literally it's a it's this, yeah, it's a katana. It's a katana that does a ridiculous weapon art that just makes a huge blood slash. Right. But doesn't, unlike, um, there is a similar weapon art that's not special. Yeah. Um, and, but it costs you health when you use it. Yeah. Um, this one just doesn't. You just use mana and it's it, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I beat the game with a meme build for the last two bosses and it felt shitty. Hmm. But also I was like, well, like I also was playing with like 20 vigor yeah, or whatever yeah. the HP stat is. And so... It just culminated in me being like, for the last two bosses, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't care. Like, I just want to finish this. Yeah, I, just I played the vast it. majority of the game with a very slow Colossal Sword build, mm -hmm. which was very sad. It was the Game of Thrones sword, which is extremely oh, the satisfying sword of to use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then... Time out a sec. I'm gonna... So you're using the the Colossal... Is it the Colossal Greatsword? I can't remember what it's, it's called. It's Colossal Greatsword. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, eh, I'll just do a shield. And then I did like shield and sword for a while. And then... Yeah, I kind of actually ended up using a sword later in the game. The first... Because I started as a samurai, which didn't have any sword with it. And um, was doing fine, rolling and whatever. But that guard break, the the thing you can do where... Oh, it's... Yeah. You block and hit back. Oh, yeah. Especially on like dogs and like certain enemies are just hard to hit in a certain way. The birds... In oh that hit God, you with dude. the those things were impossible to hit with melee. They just are. And then when I got it with the the block and the hit, no big deal. So like I did end up rolling on a shield for a lot of the later game, but I didn't actually use it all that much. It was also more just to have. But there were some bosses like uh, the gargoyles, the twin gargoyles that like if I wasn't able to just take one of those hits and even if it knocked me back, it, I would have never beaten that fight. So like there are certain you, ones what, where... What was your experience with Crucible Knights? Um, did, you par <laughs> did you parry them or did you just... No, I beat a lot of them. I beat... And I wore their armor for a lot of Hell the game yeah. too because it's sick looking armor. But um, the one in... Crumbling Azula, the final one. Oh I God. literally just fucking ran past. Yeah, and I was like, I'm done with these guys. Ruthless. Like, because it's the same. And this is the thing. This maybe is a criticism that I can at least somewhat glom onto. Is they, 
they certainly have certain bosses they repeat a lot. Uh, the Crucible yes. Knights are, there's only one Crucible Knight that's actually a full health bar boss. The rest of them are just. Well, there's two, there's a double one. There's two, right. there's one where it's, I think it's. Um, oh, I don't think I fought that one. Where it's two of them. Fuck that fight. But yeah. it's two Crucible Knights <laughs> and one is, one has a big ass pole arm, one has a sword and shield and it's just fucking miserable. Well, because they have like tracking really nasty throws that are just like really hard to dodge, I, even if you're fighting one of them. The throws in this game, and I know that it's like... It's always been that it's way. It's always been where that Where they way. like magnetize you. Yes. And it's, yeah. But it's just, just, just fucking right in my eyeball with a fork. Yep. It's just like, bam, <laughs> like, oh, do you like that? Um, and because especially like you have to have... There's two ways that the throws get me. One is that I don't even realize what I'm fighting has a throw, mm-hmm. and it's bull. And you're, the first time you encounter it, you're just like, fuck this. Yeah. And you weren't clear exactly what the animation looks like. The second time is when you've already performed an action, and you know, and you've already fucked up. You're like, oh, he's just going to, yep. oh, yeah, and the you're throw. fucked. Okay, yep. <laughs> um, and there's that maybe half second, <laughs> that half second duration where you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm fucked. Yeah. I don't have the health bar to get through this. And again, ameliorated at the end, or basically, basically fixed at the end by just pumping Right. I fucking then why even make it a stat? Right. Well, like, and this is the thing with Sekiro was like, why? Yeah. Why I the fuck the even argument. make it a right? Because uh, I was playing a vigor strength build already, so I didn't really sweat. Oh, dude, it, By the time I got to the end of the game, I was already like naturally at like fifty five, and then I just popped it up to the top because I felt uh, like why not? But that was already the build I was doing, so I didn't feel like I was being pushed into another one. Um, although you know, and also I ended the game with like. 14 of those larval tears I barely use. I've used I never, one I, once. I respect one. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, um, they, they do give you a way to dig yourself, which is especially useful in a game that's this long. It's not one that you can just restart. Like Bloodborne is a game that's 30 hours long, even if you take your, you know, 30, 40 hours long, even if you take your time through it. This is a hundred hour game. If you, if you were going through first time, because I did think about that with New Game Plus, is you wouldn't have to go around and collect everything again. So it actually wouldn't be worth doing like every catacomb or anything. The second time through, I mean, maybe if you just want to be massively overleveled, but like most new game plus playthroughs, you're overleveled for like half of it, Did anyways. You, what, do you know what level you were when you finished? Um, yes, I think it was one forty. Okay, that was pretty high. See, this is the thing. The other thing was like, I was, I was proudly like, well, I don't want to overlevel. Like, oh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, <laughs> I've see, never had a problem. I with think that. when I took. I think when I took the restrictions off myself, it was just like, this is a fucking From game. Dude. Yeah, dude. Just just get in also, there. Also, the thing is, and th- I was talking with someone else about this, and they were talking about how they prefer Bloodborne because of its its kind of narrower focus on about combat. It's about aggression, and it's about dodge timings, and it's like doesn't really have room for built outside of the weapons. But the problem with Bloodborne is the crafting materials are so sparse you can really only level up one weapon per playthrough and yeah. a huge amount of the cooler weapons which are in the DLC you don't get access to till like level 80 which is near the end of the game so it's all built for new game plus um, which i think is a, a real drag whereas this one do you get this huge 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 arsenal of weapons over the course of the game and if 20 or 30 hours in you want to be like well what are pull arms like or what's magic like or what's a, you can just do that and there's yeah. so much diversity of build and focusing on certain powers and weapon arts and ashes of war and and all these different little things you can do to tweak your builds i you know that's the thing i've always liked about the dark Souls series specifically in comparison to their other offshoots is that it lets it's a full it's a real rpg and that it lets you yeah. like really tailor your tailor your class and this one 
I do think there are probably enemies in this game that are just not doable with certain builds. Um, I certainly heard that so, a lot with Melania. Ben, someone on Reddit's going to hear this. And yeah. Well, actually. Well, and Melania is uh, the, 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 she's the, uh, Melina, excuse me. She's the, the optional super boss. Like every, every Souls game has this boss that is just like motherfucking crazy hard. The Nameless King was the one in Did you do um, in Fury Demon 3. in Sekiro? No. Oh. Yeah, so I, I think Dark Souls 3 broke me on trying to do those guys. Because the Nameless King like stopped me from beating the game for like a well, week. Well, but then there's a great article that says every enemy is now Nameless King because everyone has variable. Right, so, right. Like I, yeah. like so you didn't, Ben. You now you're playing an entire game with them. Yeah, it. yeah. And it's it's like, but but I have spirit summons, and and yes. like I was one of those shitheads who was like, well, I'm not gonna summon him the first time fighting a boss because it's not beating it the real way, which is horse shit. Um, See, but I was guilty of that too. That was the whole vigor thing. I hope I'm saying vigor right. I yeah, think it's vigor. Yeah. I this is the whole vigor thing, right? When I don't know what it is, we were talking about Valhalla earlier. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Valhalla, I will fucking literally abandon the story goes and be like, I want all the stabby stuff. Yeah, give yeah. me everything to make me one hit, guys, and then I'm just gonna fucking wreck the story, right? Because right. in Ubisoft, that game, in my opinion, yeah, the joy I get out of that is finding random encampments, finding random shit, yeah, systematically destroying the encampment, yeah. and then being like, oh, that was a quest area, I have to come back here, and it's or all whatever. yeah, and it's all evenly leveled for you, and it's like um, it's like a pureed. Yeah. Which is like, give it to me. Good, you know. A smoothie or something. Yeah, give me like a smoothie. <laughs> yeah. Right? Whereas a Dark Souls is like, I got to think, you know, do I really want to summon on the first try? Is, is yeah. it all these questions about purity and, and am I getting the best experience that never enter the fucking equation in a Ubisoft? Right. And I do think that is some part of, especially if we've been playing these games as long as we have, the idea of being able to summon in every fight is like crazy. When you think about it but compared you, to all the you, other Dark Souls games. Without without going into the meta shit of, yeah. of going online and reading what what an interview said, do you get the sense that they wanted you like, yeah, just fucking summon? Yes. I think, that's why, think so? I think that's why a lot of the bosses are much more like aggressive and unforgiving than they were. And uh, Dark Souls 3 was very fast, but like 1 and 2 definitely are games that are built for you to fight those bosses solo. Sure. I, I think I did end up, and I think maybe where I got my like, shit about uh not summoning and it not being real or whatever it was um not from like the get good whatever crowd on the internet but more the i w went through dark souls one you know f had huge problems with some of those bosses and like really worked through it was one of the best things about that game ornstein smo the ones that i like just oh it took me so long and i finally powered through it and i felt like a, a million dollars and then when i went through that game again um, I got to Ornstein Smo and was like, I'm just going to summon and see what happens. And like I summoned, it was the week before Dark Souls 2 came out. So it was a huge <laughs> amount of people playing that game still. And someone came in with a crystal spear, like level to <laughs> five billion, one hitted both of them. And I'm like, well, that would suck. If I had done that yeah. fight the first time and that had happened, that would suck. But I think the spirit ashes ameliorate that because they don't do that. Like there are powerful ones, the mimic tier and. Uh, oh, the Mimic Tears is uh, a meme at this the, point. The, the assassin, what's her name? Black Knife Titch. Yeah. Uh, she's really good. Um, there's a couple really, really good ones. Uh, I mean, there's so many of them, too. Like, there's probably a build nobody's even found yet that uses, like, the Crimson Rot Dogs. So I'm or sure whatever. someone has a fucking spreadsheet somewhere that's going to do all the damage calculations. Exactly. So um, it's it's like um, that, that, you know, I, I think a lot is, of the. Um, is this not the difference between a Valhalla and a Elden Ring? Is that mm -hmm. Elden Ring really does feel like this fucking puzzle box that people will agonize over? Right. Like, and that and a game that has so much content in a and you know in 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 something like Valhalla, what they would do is take all that diversity of build and whatever and just put it into a skill tree. 
lay it out in a very, well, actually, Valhalla skill tree is a goddamn nightmare. But, like, ideally, it's a tree that, like, oh, if you want this discipline, do this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Whereas Elden Ring is just, like, here's a bunch of spells and Ashes of War and all this. And you just put it together and make yourself and a I, build. And for the record, obviously, I, I think each one has their application, right? Yeah. I think One is tree- much easier to wrap your head around. Because I think if, uh, like, I was I was talking with my sister who was is starting and, and talking about different types of magic. And I'm like, well, incantations are different than... Um, than magic. Well, it's which miracles. Is in Dungeons miracle. and Dragons, it's miracles and versus spells, right? right? But, like, like, you also don't want to say, like, well, incantations aren't only support. They're also, all the dragon magic is incantations. And, like, there are different, there's so many, there are, like, subclasses within the magic and stuff. And that stuff is harder than looking at a skill tree that says, like, here's the fire magic, here's the holy magic. Oh, 100%. It's way more obfuscated. And, like, many people didn't even know there were dragon incantations because none of them figured out, that, right. oh, I could just keep, they literally hide it. In Lim, uh, Limgrave. Yeah. It's on an island you can't it's get to. It's an island you can't get to unless you go through the cave. And then even right. then, you have an option to return to the beginning of that cave mm-hmm. after you beat the boss. So in theory, how I don't even know what the fucking rate is of people that beat that dungeon and are like, I'm out. Right. Instead of going all the way through to get the dungeon. There is the, at least one or two other dragon yeah, cathedrals. There's, there's one but in Caled. But nonetheless, like. later areas, yeah. Yeah. I just, the amount of shit people missed in that. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, it is a different thing from a Ubisoft game, which I think. Yeah. Um, I think I was telling, I don't know if it was on the podcast, I was, we were playing Valha- I was playing Valhalla, mm. and I found a big long wall, it's Hadrian's yep. wall, yep. and I was like, oh, there's li- fires to light. I lit all of them, yep. nothing. 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 And I was like, happened. oh, right, because unless the quest designer right. did it. On the other hand, yeah. literally, when you go to, um, I forget the name of the underground river. Uh, Soifra? I think. Sophira? Sophira. Yeah, and yeah. there's there's literally a bunch of torches mm-hmm. you light, and you have to do it to unlock a boss, a boss. fight. And, a and really it, great boss fight. Should be I was unfortunately I, I was far over leveled by the time oh, yeah. so I just walked in very there easy fucking... but like beautiful yes, music amazing. imagery yes. I got that headpiece I was wearing for a very long time it's amazing <laughs> um, nonetheless right nonetheless uh, there's just something about like okay Elden Ring is is big put on your big gamer grown up pants yeah and then Ubisoft is like I guess I'll listen to a podcast and put on a fucking right uh, it's a little like video or something. if if we're you know. I think Ubi, you know, Ubi is the the far end. But like, if I was to compare it along the like the progression of the Elder Scrolls series, like Elder Scrolls now is, is Skyrim. That's what most people think of. And and if oh they ever God. make another one, it'll be like that one. And Fallout, everything they've made since Skyrim has all been like Skyrim, which is kind of in their old wheelhouse of like a big open world, but a lot more waypoints and just things to help you along and make it simpler. This is closer to Morrowind, where it's something where they give you this big, huge open mm. world sandbox. And you can kill NPCs. You can do stuff all the way out of order. You can go into overleveled zones and grab shit you don't need. And you kind of make your own adventure in a much more, I don't know, what the, it's not traditional RPG way, but maybe in a more Dungeons & Dragons tabletop sense than like a, um, a more guided thing. Yeah, I mean, um, the thing with Dungeons & Dragons is like, and again, Larval tier really doesn't, it kind of un, undoes all this. But right. Dark Souls, or oh my God. From games are willing to be like, oh, you want to put all your shit into Vitality? All right, yeah, yeah you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. You, you fucked your build <laughs> until you find larval tears, right? Right. Or you want to level up this weapon that is completely useless, like a, right. I think there's like a fire poker or something. Whatever. Yeah. Um, you can do it, and the game will tell you like, hey, this is an optimal, or right. you're level 100. Spend your skill points. 
Yeah. Not really. I mean, yeah. Well, in this one, I don't think you could miss the ability to level, but like it is. I literally did, Ben. Well, I literally did not know to level for five hours. It's so bizarre. It's weird because like most of the things in this game are less obtuse than older, but this one is more obtuse because like all old Dark Souls games were once you died the first time, then you go back to the Nexus or whatever, and then they tell you how to spend your shit. Same thing with Bloodborne. Um, And I don't know about Sekiro. This doesn't really work the same way. No. Um, but it was so bizarre that it's like a specifically random site of grace that is uh. pretty close to the where you start. And it's like you could see them game designing their way to be like, well, they're going to get to this one eventually because it's right next to this camp that they have to go to, yada, yada, yada. But it is it is weird that that like mechanic, which is two big mechanics, leveling up one and your fucking horse, which <laughs> no. is incredibly important. I was like, man, I guess I'll get it at some point and <laughs> just kept going. I think I got past. Well, the round. I- the round table holds the weirder one because I, I don't know if anyone still knows when that triggers. Like, if you get to Margaret and... I heard it was three bonfire rests or something. I, I don't fucking... So that was the thing. Like, for the first six hours or so of that game, I was just like, why am I not been invited to the, yep. the Nexus yeah, that or was whatever? Me. I was like, oh, no. Where's my invite, uh, Melania? And she's like, uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And then when I got to Margaret, the, the bonfire right before that boss... Uh, then she was like, here, come to the hub and here's yeah. your blacksmith and here's all that shit. And I'm like, okay, cool. But why is this like But this? even triggering the final, <laughs> not to get into the story, quote yeah. unquote story, but even the final story, like you have to go to the giant's fire. Yeah. You go to the far end of it. You sit down and right. there's nothing that you have to, then you're like, oh, and I have to talk to right. her to burn the tree. Like, yeah. did you shit that it's Did like, you try jumping down into the Yeah, the of course. Thing? And I just was like, oh, nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Incorrect. I, uh, um, I think I saw the thing and ran and sat at it and so I could talk, but I was like, I was looking for a way to jump down the whole way. <laughs> and I was, I was like, very, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, but then, but is this not the dream? Mm. Is this not what we want is to not have our hand held? Well, and, and I think and for all this with the open world wrinkle thrown onto it where it's like, not only is it not holding your hand, but there's just a huge wealth of options. I think it, it also alleviates the idea that you're doing it wrong because there's so many ways to approach it. Whereas, you know, in, in, in dark souls one, if you do the graveyard path, you are doing it wrong. Like you can do that. (laughs) You can bang your head against those fucking skeletons and go kill pinwheel early if you want to, but there's no point and it's wrong. And the way they tell you it's wrong is by stomping your ass on the ground whenever you go in that direction. But this game doesn't, you know, it can only stomp your ass in so many directions at once. And there's just so even, many. Even if it did stomp your ass, you have a horse. So, like, I was just rocking yeah. through Caleb. Like, I'll just grab a bunch of shit. I'll exactly. grab as much shit as I can without Well, combat. I was I was thinking for, like, for speedruns and builds and stuff, people are going to be able to just be like, okay, I know it's in this catacomb, Caleb. Yep. I'm going to get my horse. I'm going to run there. And I'm going to have this sick-ass, like, the sword, what is it, the sword of uh, the knight. It's the one with, like, stained glass in the blade. Oh, it's yeah. It's a really, 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 really good faith sword. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't normally get to Rhea Lucaria if you don't know what you do, but you could just run there now. And yeah, like, fuck them. So I that's, mean, the same thing, again, same thing with Breath of the Wild. Though. Right, exactly. You can, there's literally, I mean, outside when of When I the, started my second playthrough of Breath of the Wild, I was like, run into Hyrule Castle, get all that high-level shit, and just get out of there. And then I had all the, the good um, shields and stuff I needed for the first, like, dozen hours of that game. Yeah. Um, I, but it's because I knew how to do that. And, and I will say credit to Breath of the Wild for being, like, it has that level of just like, yeah, man, this is like, it all exists. Just run and go do right. it, right? Um, or if you know the right fruits to give yourself extra hearts, like you don't even need heart containers. Yeah, you can just, you can just, <laughs> you yeah. can just go do that. Uh, but at the same time, it is it is approachable as a Nintendo, ti- as a Nintendo yeah. title is expected to be. Yeah. Um, and somehow that is closer to Elden Ring than it is like a Skyrim. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, because in Skyrim, they have, you know, they would mark the cave on your map and there wouldn't be any mystery and, to and it. I and I keep, that's a shit on Skyrim. Like, I like Skyrim for what it is, which is literally just like, let me go where the fuck I want. Yeah. Give me a system that I can know I can level up my character and be better at. Right. But I don't really give a fuck about your writing. And in fact, most of your writing is bad. And it doesn't need to be congruous and it doesn't need no. to make any sense. But just give me, give me like the Boston wasteland. Right. Right. Give me... Um, a big place to Skyrim. go around that you've put a bunch of shit into. Yeah, I want to. I want to just. I want to live in that world, right? Yeah. And and every time they try to like, like, we're getting this voice talent for Skyrim. It's like, yeah. I, fuck it. I don't care, dude. But they'll um, be in the intro and then they'll die. Like that's how it always happens. Yeah, like okay, you got Liam Neeson as my dad. He's got. He literally <laughs> dies. He still somehow dies, even though he's integral to the plot. Speaking in the middle. Of, this is weirdly on what we were talking about. We were talking about our flag is death. Uh, the HBO <laughs> yeah. show. So you know uh, uh, Blackbeard's right hand man, the guy. Oh, they're really yeah. He, well, who's in Chernobyl, by the yeah, way? Yeah, and is also in in uh, Elden Ring. He's Moog, the the Lord of Blood. Oh, <laughs> is he really? Yeah, he only has like two lines, but as soon I, as did I did, you beat the Moog fight. Yes, I did. The both of them. Mm-hmm. They're so fucking good. The second I, one, I organically found him in the sewers, and mm. I was like, "Wow, this guy seems fucking difficult." Yeah. And then, sure enough, I was like, "Oh, he's this he's, is just a training. This is the training wheels version for this guy. <laughs> for this fucking yeah. guy. His phase three is ridiculous. Yeah, there or is whatever phase two. He is one of those ones that has a special item you can find that prevents him from like yes. bleeding you to death in that second phase. But which is ridiculous because I was like, able to tank through it because I had fifty five vigor when I fought him. I did not. I was doing that by like twenty five to thirty vigor, and I was like, I don't understand why I'm getting bled out yeah uh, and then it's like oh you have to find this thing this God, tonic is, put it in your i mean uh that area sophia river is my favorite probably in the whole game just aesthetically it's fucking awesome. i love it i you know so those archers are annoying in the in the initial part but all the other stuff with the mimic tears and the giant skeleton statues and the city with the mercury it, like leaves everywhere and I, it's just so fucking cool and then i got to that part and i'm like this is even cool <laughs> i will like, i will this say this is about, even cooler i will say this about elden ring is that mm. that was the closest i got to like reading like a Driss Dorden book yeah, yeah. in high school and in being like, wow, this fucking sound like Underdark sounds fucking wild. Yeah. Um, or like a fantasy book that is, I don't know. I'm not really a fantasy book guy. Right. Yeah. Um, so I've never read Dragonlance. I've never, but the idea of reading this thing and it's like, it, it is fantasy. Yeah. But these jars are made of people. Right. And they, <laughs> yeah. right. Like there, there's, so there's a it's fantasy element. Fantasy. Yeah. But it, it feels genuinely like, not unknowable, but yeah, kind of like, yeah. okay, the city is filled with mimic tears yeah. that are like, clearly, I, I didn't get into the lore on it, but right. they can take the shape of things and stab you. Um, there's people riding giant ants, which is fucking great. It is, it is that thing of like, oh, it, now down here by the river are these minotaurs yeah, yeah. and they have bows and arrows and right. they're also on the surface in one area, but yeah, it was the most it's like one of the only areas in the overworld I never explored. Like I saw them and I, couldn't I was get like, into I'll them. come back. And I then... couldn't get up onto the higher level. So I don't know what the fuck that deal is. That's um, where a couple of the cathedrals are. Like, they caught them, essentially, it looks like, which is kind of cool uh, from a fiction standpoint. But, regardless. Yeah. Uh, this, for me, has been like, and Dark Souls is very much like fantasy with a, is similar. Yeah. But it, it is less, I would still argue Elden Ring is less knowable than that. Yes. Uh, you look at the cat, like, the giants. Yeah. Not giants, I'm sorry, trolls. Well, and and it's interesting, because, like, I, I think this story in this one, I liked... I think it might be my favorite out of that whole Souls cycle if we really? count Elden Ring I as mean, part I, of it. I've never liked, I can't even say I like the stories. I like ones a lot just because like the gods are interesting characters and like, you know, see the scale. I think and, like, one is the most comprehensible. Yes. It's also the one that like tells you most of it in the intro cutscene, and you can kind of fill in the rest with, with item descriptions. Whereas two is very much about like the whole premise of two is everyone who comes to Drang Lake eventually 
forgets everything. And so like it had the, everyone in that universe is just like, what was I doing again? Essentially like yeah. that's, it's a whole, the curse of that game is like, I don't know. I find it so haunting what happens to people in that game. I mean, everyone has the Alzheimer's. More they progress. Exactly. And it's, it's very much like that. But like the merchant who you meet in the beginning and he's like, I came here from a land. It was streets full of people and I couldn't make it bang, but I've opened up shop here and it's not going so great. And then as you give him more and more money, he just becomes a shitty like landlord merchant and totally forgets why he came there yeah. and just turns into the worst version of himself. And, and that one is like, I don't like a lot of things about Dark Souls 2. Mainly how it plays is the worst part. And that's yes. a problem because you have to play a lot of it. But the the atmosphere of that game is so weird and dreamlike and creepy. Uh, I really like it. And then 3, I just don't remember all that much. Other I, than dude, I have no idea. 3, three, is, three is the most... 3 is a lot of trying to close the loop and saying like, okay... Someone keeps lighting the fire again and again, and it doesn't work. <laughs> like what you did at the end of Dark Souls 1 and the end of Dark Souls 2, just postpone the inevitable. And then 3 is the inevitable. Um, Where literally all the worlds are stacked yeah, on each other, and that's great. I, I and it's like the true end of the entire world, <laughs> like to the fullest extent. Um, and that's cool. So I guess Elden Ring doesn't really fit into that. Elden Ring is a different universe. It just, I always think of it as Dark Souls because it's the gameplay systems are so based in Dark Souls. But you could say that about Demon Souls, and Demon Souls is also technically a a different universe. Uh, even though they always kind of share the same theme of like, we fucked with something beyond our comprehension and it ruined the entire world. Yeah. I mean, there's a great old one in, in Demon Souls. So like the, even the stuff from Bloodborne could be theoretically mapped onto Demon Souls if you wanted to, but like, and, and Elden Ring has outer gods. It has Eldritch stuff. The Erdtree itself seems to be some sort of something that came from space that's kind of parasitic in some way uh, yes um, it is an interdimensional horror type and yeah. the, the final boss is like again for me forgettable in terms of like i think the design is cool it looks like the giant um, it looks like you're fighting a constellation well it looks like the uh specifically the the earth giants from princess Mononoke, okay where there's like clear liquid with like stars yeah. inside them and, and that is implied to be some kind of extra dimensional or right. extra right. planner beast that came down by the, the one of the outer will or outer I think they just call them outer gods, but the you know the three fingers, the two fingers, them. Why uh, the fingers? The god of look, it's weird looking. I know, <laughs> but then you find all the dead fingers. You on tell top me of when you towers. opened that door and saw it was actually literally just I, two fingers. You I didn't go fuck to, off that rule. I guess I don't know what I was expecting, but I was like, oh no, it's literally. I thought you know the two fingers that could be like an organization, yeah, and there's be like the a two fingers. You do with yeah, the, yeah. the two fingers would be like uh, the the first finger and the second finger. Yeah. Fucking whatever. No, it is it is quite literally. Yeah. A, a giant hand just, just with two, two fingers. fingers and then there's a three-fingered version which is the evil one <laughs> or the evil I guess I, one i don't know what the fuck i was expecting dude but yeah yeah uh, it's kind of, it reminds me of the part in in dark souls one when you see framped for the first time you're like whoa you're like, that's oh. what that, that thing is okay and yeah. there have been statues of him throughout the game up to that point and you just don't see it until he's this giant horrible snake thing talking with to you. really big teeth that <sighs> like he chomps yes and, and it's and really weird upsetting. whiskers and yeah that room with the, I forget which ending, it's the one where you go to the like the void and you talk to the other one and he's like, that guy's lying to you, you should do this <laughs> yeah. instead. And you meet with like 12 other of them. That one's just one of the creepiest <laughs> things in all those games. Yeah, so I, the fingers to me, when, when I saw them the first time, I was like, oh, this is their great seer framped of this game. What, what did like, you do when you found the real hall? Were you like, oh no. Oh, well, so that happened in... Bloodborne, at least. Yeah, so it was a little old, bit of, a, yeah, old workshop. Old right? Hunter's Workshop, yeah. yeah. So, like that motif they've done where you, you find the hub area, but in its real world location. Uh, I guess I wasn't shocked, but when I walked in and pushed the door open, it was like, wait a second. Yep. <laughs> I, it, it did get me. It got me because I was like, man, 
Yes, and he stares, and yeah. it all came back, and I was like, "Wow, this is fucking great." Yeah, that rules. Um, but yeah. also, this does not bode well because, <laughs> for what happens because to the real one, either or the one that I'm in. Yeah, yeah, either the that hold is immaterial, and I'm being manipulated by someone. And that is or, one of my favorite aspects of the ending: is the progression of the roundtable hold once you set the Erd tree on fire. Progression, or should we say devolution? D- yeah, yeah, the like, disintegration of it, especially which is amazing. With the characters there is because really they do it subtly the first time. You're like, wait, right. all this shit is broke. Because the first time you're yeah. like, oh wow, it's wicked warm. It yes. feels super cozy, and then the next time. Whenever the next major plot point happens, right. it's like shit's starting to get a little fucked up. You're like, oh, the yeah. paintings are all sideways, and like, uh, and, and this guy's attacking you, and then there's yes. this weird guy in the back room that's dis- He's on a disgusting. Pile of <laughs> yeah, and uh, it just keeps get yeah deteriorates yes, as the game goes on, which yes. is very cool. Um, I I liked it a lot because the idea that it's literally just cr- like the illusion is crumbling. Right, and I do. It's you know they've done that kind of state change thing since. I want to say since Bloodborne, but basically where at a certain point in the game, the, the world gets like a makeover, essentially. And Sekiro does it also, I think, even more times with Bloodborne. I feel like there's like three or four stages to Sekiro. Well, the whole thing with Sekiro is that like it is it is showing the invasion, right? right. It is showing yeah. the, the... The army the, is getting the, closer the, and yeah, closer. Yeah, the external forces are closing in, right. and it's like the Ashina clan's fucked. And yeah. to me, again, I just... I think Sekiro might be my favorite from game. Man, that's interesting. Um, I, I really... Is, I. And I love the first one, obviously, yeah, yeah. for Dark Souls. I love it. Um, Kingsfield, whatever. I, yeah. Demon Souls, whatever. I feel like I need time to sift through the just mass that is Elden Ring, because I feel like it has all their other games in it in some capacity. Like, it's this, this it's uber work, right? Um, because it has, obviously, Dark Souls, because that's the backbone of the game. But then it also has, like, a lot of Bloodborne kind of character designs. If, if, I had and, to, if I had to do this, for me, right, here's, here's an English major thing. Yeah. For me... Um, Sekiro is like barn burning. Yeah. Or, um, I don't know. I'm going to say stick with barn burning. Mm. Faulkner short story. Mm-hmm. It tells you about a time and a place, and you know everyone in the story. You just know it. You're like, or the lottery is another game, yeah. right? If you want to talk like middle school lit. Um, for me, Elden Ring is the terror. When you read the whole thing over a summer and you're just like, Jesus. oh, shit. And you need to decompress after, which was true for me. I, after this game, I was just like, I felt completely listless. I was like, I have no idea what to even touch mm-hmm. after this fucking game. Um, I think I beat it on a, a – the, my final push was over one weekend. Mm-hmm. And I just by Sunday, I, like I finished it. And it was exactly like finishing the terror, which is just like, I, I'm fucking – I don't know if I need to just decompress and, and not play anything for a while yeah, yeah. or um, play something super light. You just ate the biggest meal of your entire life. Yeah. It's a lot, but it, it, there are different formats, in my opinion. Sekiro is so much more focused yeah. and just like, no, no, like there's no, don't worry about what your vigor is, whatever. Yeah. Um, I could, I already, at the end of Ellering, towards the end, I was already like, man, if I play this again mm. or in New Game Plus, and I was yeah. like, no, because I, I already have 100 10, 120 hours, like, and I, I know there's going to be DLC for this thing because it's a smash yes, fucking I, hit. I will need, I will need a definitive reason to return uh, to that world and engage with the systems again. Yeah, and like, I, I don't know. I, I want, yeah, because I will say towards the end of the game. And this is both out of the fact that I was just seeing everything in every zone I went to, and so that when I got, you know, to the last, so we'll say the final push is after you beat Leandel. I think once it tells you like you got to burn the Erd tree. Oh, and it's, um, it's presented as a choice, right? And there's right. three or four endings. Or and there is a way to not burn it with her and use your... But you, there's no way to not burn the Erd Tree. That's the end game. Like, that's the true end game is once you set the Erd Tree on fire. But, like, 
once you get to uh, the Forbidden Lands, which is really just a transitory zone in the mountaintop of the Giants, and you don't have to do the Consecrated Snowfield. Um, hey, you know what? Fuck the Consecrated Snowfield. <laughs> that That's a fucking awful place. So I, I managed to just like blindly run through the storm Dude, and kind of got to the, the, the grace the, on the other side. The basic fallens or the basic hollows fucking one-shot mm. you. Yeah, it is place. ridiculous. Well, and there's also the dragonkin soldiers that yes. just spawn out of nowhere. That place is gnarly. It's a bummer because like it's a zone that they tried to do in, I want to say DLC for Dark Souls 2, where it was a big snowy field that was like yeah. a blizzard and you couldn't find your way through it. And it was okay there, but then it was still, it had Dark Souls 2 problems of being Dark Dark Souls 2. So it just had that shitty feeling to you it. You don't like collecting three versions of the same fucking ring? No, like, you know what would be great? If you took the stats and like added six more <sighs> and just made it even more unknowable and esoteric and made your invincibility frames tied to a stat. It's the worst decision they ever made. I was I was so relieved when they when they just said, you know what, attunement, don't worry about it. Yeah. You're gonna find shit. Just find these mage towers. Oh, that, get in. I love that. Change. That was fucking great. Because it also allows you to do a lot more magic hybrid classes. Because you don't have to worry about putting so much into fucking what yes. was it? Was it arcane? I can't remember. Whatever the stat was that used to give you magic slots. Uh, Attun- is- no, attunement yeah. was a stat. And the new one, arcane, is its own thing that does like item discovery, but also scales with a, several types of spells, but not right. all spells. Exactly. Intelligence is still, I think. Yeah, it's Int and Faith are the two splits yeah. of most magic stuff. And then uh, arcane is for, yeah, yeah, for discovery and a couple other things. But it's like, it, it's not, but nothing as crazy as Dark Souls 2 when they like added five more stats and just made I just- it. Even worse. Yeah, it, um, it, it sucked. But it was, so, yeah, they tried the Consecrated Snowfield idea. And then see, there's a lot of times in Elden Ring where you can see them coming back to an idea they tried once and trying to do it again. Um, and I think the Snowfield's a little better, if only because I think it contains. I really like the Hallig Tree. That's like probably my favorite legacy dungeon. Hmm. Maybe. I actually pretty much like all of them. I don't I'm I am shocked think. to say you like, or to hear you liked Hallig Tree. Uh, cr- uh, Crumbling Farm is I don't love. But, but, um, but I think the Hallig Tree was great. Like, I think the design of it's cool. I think um, it's just like when you get teleported there and you're on the branches and it's this crazy, like, uh, and also I like that, you know, it's the part with the ants where I can see them easily and shoot them before they can get to me because I, I hate the fucking ants so much. I think I love the capital. The capital's because great. Because it felt like, it, it felt like in, in Dark Souls, you can always see other parts of the city like you, yeah. you can kind of you kind of go through on well, because they bring you out on this huge balcony yeah. over it and you can it, see that fucking dragon corpse hugging yeah, it, the tower and you can climb that dragon corpse yep. do you see that dragon corpse you can, you can climb, climb it, it. Um, i did yeah. as soon as i got to the wing <laughs> yeah and and i think and there's a coliseum which will clearly be used for dlc or something but yeah. there, the idea that like i also i don't know uh, do you count it as a legacy dungeon it kind of yeah no it is it is because yeah. you're, you're basically going through like can't ride your horse, obviously. You but it, it, I just think if, you, if it's an area that has a name and you can't ride your horse, then I think it counts yeah. as a but, legacy dungeon. But the idea of it being this tiered city that you literally can start at the high... It is in Orlando. You start yeah. at the highest point of those assholes with it's the trumpets. In Orlando, if you went down into the city. Right. The, 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 like, the skybox that you couldn't interact with. In the tra- the tragedy of in Orlando is that when you first get there, you're like, wow, this place it's is huge. huge. Uh, and then it's like, it's, nah, there's, there's going to go through like four or five buildings. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, They're very big. This one delivers where it's like, no, man, yeah. if you want to jump down those roofs, in a lot of cases, you, you want to be on the roofs. Right. Because if you go yes. into the streets, you will get <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. And then if you go, you just keep going down, man. It's the Dark Souls thing of like, yeah, you right. can start at the highest point. And there's sewers. And yep. then there's the thing below that. And there's the thing below <laughs> the sewers. And uh, yes. So for me, I think that is my favorite. I just love the yeah. look of it. I love the idea that like, oh, there were people here. Yeah, clearly. I think if I get to the end of it, because um, Kayla doesn't really have one, 
right? Because Red Main Castle, especially if you are doing the quest right, you never have to yeah. fight your way through that. But that's not really a legacy dungeon. It has tiny little forts, basically. Yeah. So it's like more decentralized. Kalid itself is the largest dungeon, I guess. Kind of. I mean, do you count? Do you? You, know, you can ride your horse in the Magic Town. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't. I don't think Kalid. I think Kalid's the one that doesn't have one. But um, but there's like Stormvale Castle, Ray Lucaria, the ca- uh, the capital. Um, the the family estate next to Rail Lucaria. I don't I, think that counts as li- that you can ride your horse there. Okay, oh, so that's just like a that's a I don't they have like multiple delineations in the official strategy guide, uh, and so there is something in between the catacombs, which is like the kind of tile set ones, and then the legacy dungeons, which are the Dark Souls levels essentially. And I think that manor with all the hand monsters is in between there somewhere. But and fuck those hands. Uh, there's the Halig Tree, and then Crumbling Farm Azula. Maybe there's only like six. Um, but I guess the bottom for me would be Stormvale just because it's like the most generic Dark Souls setting. Although it's still good. It's not bad. I think they see, but I would argue they needed that to be like, no, no, like yeah. your Dark Souls is still here. Yes. Like yes. The, the the castle walls and the idea of like shortcuts and it's yeah. all there. It really, man, now I'm even saying this out loud, like Breath of the Wild, you should be taking notes for the second one because yes. maybe having. I was going to say, of, as much praise as I will always heap on Breath of the Wild, the one thing and the thing that this game proved that you can do is you can have that big, open, beautiful, and just explorable segre- world, yeah. but you can still have the thing that you were known for and like the really gnarly dungeons, which Zelda kind of said, no, <laughs> we can't do that. And it's like, no, you think you can. And hopefully, you know, the 25 years they're taking to make the second one. Uh, will result in like bigger dungeons and and maybe the well, well here's what happened Ben was that after Breath of the Wild it was so successful they, they brought in George R. Uh, oh, R. R. Martin yeah, he said good. so Smart. what timeline should we look at for releasing the sequel and he was like let me tell you about timelines they're like look you finish wins a winter and when you're done with like, that and he's like do you like football because I could I, I love could, the Jets I, yeah um <laughs> I, I hope that Breath of the Wild goes back to temples. Yes, I do too. I, because I think that beasts were neat, but the, especially the fact that they're the same five objectives in every single one. Once you get onto them, they're the same. Um, and there's minor tweaks in how you move them and manipulate them, whatever. But that was just such a like, yeah, this is a compromise. I can see how they don't really know what to do here yet. And then and Elden Ring comes along and says, oh yeah, we did all that stuff you guys did, but also here's the Dark Souls levels. They're still here. Yep. Um, here's the handcrafted, like you can, you're going to be begging for a fucking save point. And that, so I guess that's maybe the point I was getting to when I was talking about getting into the last third, when you get to the, the mountaintop of the giants, like there are a couple of catacombs there. Um, but I just kind of ignored him because I was like, I was at the point where I had, I was, I was already pretty high level. I had my weapon stuff. And so I'd find a catacomb and then go on the, the wiki and be like, what do I actually get for this? And it's like, all right, it's a big long dungeon. You get an ash at the end of it or something. I'd be yeah. like, you know, I don't need this. And I actually want to finish this game. So I'm just going to kind of pull through it. So for the, from the end of Lindell to the end of the game felt like a regular Dark Souls game to me because it was just progression through areas, not linearly because the, the <laughs> and, then a bu- and then a bunch of inscrutable shit happening at the end <laughs> yeah, where it's yeah. like, why did this boss change gender or whatever? This you will have to learn from many item descriptions and YouTube videos, my friend. I, yeah, I, I'm just going to outsource that shit. I will. I, I, I like the idea that there are demigods. I like that you're hunting them. Yeah. It's always because like for, the essence of like layout of the game is there's these outer gods that influence all these demigods who are on the lands between. I don't want to call it Earth, but the planet you're on. Um, and they are like this kind of weird incestuous family. Guess where the George R. R. Martin influence comes in significantly, oh, especially yeah. with the Royal family. Um, and then they, it all went to hell when the shattering happened. And, and then you're picking up the pieces like you always do in these games. But, um, 
But I did find like some of those characters and stuff more readable, not because they do a big litany of ones in the cutscene or whatever. But like Melania and Michaela, the two like the siblings, like I I really like their storyline and setup, and I just like. I really like Melania a lot just as a, like a design and a character and a boss fight and all sorts of stuff. I was, I really like that fight a lot. Who, so the woman with the arm. Yes. Who was that? Cause I never finished that quest. I think I broke it. So, oh, oh um, I never did that one either. That's the girl. I met her. She's like in the church in the yeah. church and, and I she's went missing through, her arm. Yeah, yeah. I, went through, I was like, oh, here's this arm. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. And I, then I don't know where I broke her quest, but I think I was like, at some point, I was past the setting the archery fire, and I was like, oh, can I still do this? Like, no, I think I missed them. Yeah, so. I effed it up. So it bums me out, but I mean, uh, it was New Game Plus. But I did, I did Ronnie's quest, which is probably the biggest NPC quest in the I, whole game. I did not finish that one. Uh, that one rules. Uh, all the characters in that storyline are also really fun. Um, some of them are total scumbag evil people, and some of them are <laughs> cool wolf dudes. You know, there's a whole cast. But, like, that could be its own fucking game, honestly. The amount of story there is in... Uh, that whole thing. Um, her ending is also very weird. That's the one I went with. Um, you basically oh, you did her ending. You, you go to space with her. You're just like we're leaving oh, the lands between. Man. We're getting out of here. Oh, I should have fucking done that. And I was like, hell yeah, give me all four of your arms. Let's go to space. Let's then, do it. Then she hugs you because yeah. she's your waifu. And she's you're my like, wife. Yeah. You know, you, so she literally says like, um, you know, to whom I choose as my partner, or some something along the lines of wedding is giving you the the Dark Moon Great Sword, which is like the the uh, Moonlight Great Sword of, yes, of every of fun game. Um, so that's her marrying you is essentially when she gives you that sword, which fuck? I'm like, well, she's my wife to the end. I have to pick her for the end. <laughs> waifu for life. Yeah, she rules. Um, she's got cool ghost face and ice magic. She also said she was the only demigod to be like, I'm out of the game. Yeah. So, like, I'm, not, I'm giving up my rune. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. The near the end of her quest line, you don't mind me spoiling it, but basically like she, she gets unsubstantiated at some point, turned into like this spirit. And then you go eventually find where she's at. And when you find her, she's just in a, in a hollow underground and she's just sitting on the corpse of another one of the two fingers that she's just killed. <laughs> oh, no. Then I did. I got that far. Oh, okay. Did you give her the ring and stuff, too? Yeah. Okay. Then you did her quest. The only thing you didn't probably do is the end part. No, I didn't. I guess I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. yeah I definitely found her on that finger. And I was like, oh, Yeah. This oh, is really shit. gnarly. All right. Well, fuck the fingers, I guess. you can see that she has these crazy rope body. Like, she's inhabiting another puppet, essentially. I don't know. She's cool as hell. But um, I did like the little doll that you could talk to. Yeah. I, I do think that was, that was like, one of the biggest improvements in this game over because I had played Bloodborne mostly through um, earlier this year. Uh, the NPC quest lines in that game are, you know, one or two, three stages long. They just peter out. Everybody dies just like they yeah. usually do in most Dark Souls games. But, like, you just, most of those characters are interesting. You kind of want more of them. In this game, almost all the characters I liked had way more in involved storylines than I was expecting, uh, even down to, like, the Snake Lady and Volcano Manor and, and all that stuff. And so they just felt like... They weren't easier to follow necessarily. They still did the Dark Souls thing of like they move around and like yeah. you don't really know where they went. And, you know, very opposite to any normal game where they're just waiting for you wherever you're supposed to. A big exclamation to. point yeah. over their head. I'll no. just wait for you at this vault for 200 years. I'm sure the vault will <sighs> get here eventually because I'm an NPC in a video game. Whereas, it, And there's still NPCs in this game, but they move around in the background. So it kind of feels like they're off doing their own thing. It, it feels less when you stumble upon them. You're like, oh, shit. This yeah. guy, I think what's the face? The dude, um, the guy who's like studying miracles in a round table hold. Yeah. And then he goes off to find his, his master. Yeah. And he like learns whatever. And he comes um, back and he has the uh, the roots. All right. We'll pause now. 
You've earned it. We're just going to keep fucking it up. <laughs> Several thousand years of our horse shit. If Final <laughs> Fantasy VII is to be believed, Ben, That's right. it's a giant comet will just be summoned in to put us out of our fucking misery. I'm, I'm waiting for them, for them to cast Meteor <laughs> and just get it over with. I think Gaia, Gaia has every right to. Me too. Final thought. I want to move okay. on to final thoughts. Um, All right. Because I desperately want French fries or beer or something. Um, <laughs> where does this slot in for you in a From game? I think. Or this, is this? It's a whole. Is it a whole other thing? I think this. Like I. So this was the conversation I was having with my friend. It was like, it's like he was slotting in. Like Bloodborne's my favorite, and this da da. And I'm like, I think this one's my favorite. Like I just really. I really, this world is so cool. The ability to just traverse it in so many more ways than you ever get a chance to do in any of the other ones um, is big for me because I really do like big open world games, even though we complain about their structure and all this other stuff on this podcast. But like some of my favorite games like like Breath of the Wild and and Skyrim and Morrowind. But that and, structure is there's there's a reason why there's yeah. a copy patient is because the, the undertaking is huge. Well, and you can even see it in this game, like the ever the ever jails and the catacombs and the heroes graves. Like you start to delineate, like okay, if I see those weird uh, circle worms, then I know what that is. Yeah. If I if I see you know that type of door, I know it's a catacomb. If I right. see that type right, of door, right, it's right, a right, cave. Right, right, right. If I see that type of door, it's a hero's jail, and I run in the opposite direction because those things fucking suck <laughs> i mean there's some of the rewards for them are pretty good especially because the black knight teach uh ashes come from the one in Ling um the plateau there but those chariots oh dude God, fuck so hard that and like the, the ones where you have to draw them into the the, the orb to to damage uh, them and stuff they all have interesting mechanics and i did say did you find any of the catacombs that like really fuck with the repetitive tile nature yep and what? it really uh, fucked me up because i was like wait Yep. What you fuck? come back into a room and you're like, wait a second, I've been here before. And then you jump down and run up a staircase and like, this doesn't make sense. No. And like Until you backtrack and you're like, oh, yeah, there's sneaky motherfucker. There's one in, um, I think it's in the, it's the one that has all the, the teleporter chests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, every yeah, chest yeah. in it is a teleporter and you have to basically break that loop somehow. And somebody, I was looking on the, the wiki and somebody had extrapolated the level. From that, and it's like a catacomb that's like the size of <laughs> yeah. the original Dark Souls yeah, yeah, map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like it's stacked but, on itself. But see, I like that shit because that that to me felt like what if you gave mod tools to someone, exactly. some like kid would make, like a fourteen yeah. year old would be that's like, that's yeah, exactly like, what I was like. And, they they and, took the Chalice Dungeons and they gave it some really cool modders. Yeah, so, so I like that. I yeah. could tell that they're like they, at some point they just said to their designers like, yeah, fucking do what you want. Well, like, that's the thing. Even for the fact that I could say all those things are are familiar activities they always put it especially when you get to the later areas where they are not like because Lingrave and uh Liernia and well, i don't know if the weeping peninsula counts as a separate area but all of those they have a ton of dungeons and they are pretty bite-sized you know you can do them yeah. 10 15 minutes when you get towards the plateau and onwards there's like maybe two or three per zone but each one of those is a big fucking yeah, it's ruthless. undertaking um which I think is a good change because at that point you're theoretically more overpowered. But it is also why when I got to the top of the Giants, I was like, ah, I don't know. I can spend 30 minutes in there just for this. Like, and that's a little, I'm sure I'm like hoisting myself because like maybe I'm missing out on some really cool eh. gameplay shit in there that doesn't See, have to no, do with the intrinsic we, reward. Uh, we, this, this fucking game got 100 hours a piece out of exactly. us. So no. No, 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 no. In no, no. no world did we need we to. Are, we're off the hook. Come every hook. corner. Yeah, exactly. We're off the hook for that. And, um,. <laughs> But yeah, so it's just like I really love. I think the like the overall story setup of the world is cool to me. I li I just liked exploring it so much, and it's the thing when I got to the end that might dampen it if I look back on it in retrospect. 
is like I say, once I got past Lindell, it was a Dark Souls game. I didn't really yeah. treat it like I had treated the previous 60 hours of like, go anywhere, do anything. And it was more like, let's get this done. Let's get this done. That's how I, I mean, um, it's, it's, and it's the Breath of the Wild thing where I think at the end of, and, and I would argue Red Dead 2. Red Dead 2, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> un, uh, Red Dead 2, unfortunately for it, it's side content creators. At some point, it's just like, well, you gotta fucking go. You just gotta go. You gotta just, and, but it's like, that's not true. And it's such a bizarre, like, that game has such a weird relationship with, like, everything. You can do everything. Also, you have uh, uh, leukemia. So now you can't do everything. <laughs> and it's like, it, it seems wildly incongruous with the story you're telling if you're going to go off and do yeah. a bunch of stuff with the circus performers or whatever. Um, it's tough. And, yeah. and in theory, on you can say, oh, well, you can, you're going to do it as John Marsden later. Yeah. It's like, that's not the fucking same, dude, because I, I love Arthur. You, you, by the time you get to that fuck you, move, get going point, yeah, yeah. you want to do it with Arthur. You exactly. want to be with Arthur and, and see And I do, you know, right? uh, chapter X6, whatever, the last act of Arthur's story where it does tailor the side quest to your condition, yeah. that really works. Yeah. But it, there is a couple of acts in there where it's very incongruous. Um, it's so funny that Cyberpunk did the same fucking thing. Where it's just like, what if we you put a time limit yeah, on you? You're going like, to die yeah, in a week, and then you're like, I've spent 40 days <laughs> <laughs> taking every warehouse in Night City and turning it upside down and shaking it. Yeah, and like, I still I feel fine. Some, I, I still suspect fine. maybe there is no correct answer. I'm trying to think of an open world game that. Well, so I think Elden Ring largely gets around that because the only thing that is like an expedient problem is once you set the world the the, the, the earth tree on fire. <laughs> Before that, yeah. it's all fucked and it has been, and all you're doing is just tromping through the ashes so you yeah. can kind of just in the same way that breath of the wild gets away with that because they're like look it's been like a hundred years since all this happened or a thousand years i can't remember how long it's been but hyrule's been fucked You've for been a, on ice. a really long time yes it can wait another couple of months if, I, if i would <laughs> argue the difference is that in uh breath of the wild link is central to that yes and everyone's yes. mad at him yes. like, you motherfucker, which like, i love whenever you show up great. in town and they're like you again you this fucking guy the like nerve yeah i <laughs> Come love back that. here so i would i love that you have a much clearer like in breath of the wild much clearer like relationship yeah. to all the other characters that have long because like dead for a long time the relationship in elden ring is essentially like you were one of the tarnish that godfrey led after he left to the other lands which maybe that's what the dlc is is the 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 lands on either side of the lands between i don't know what you Fucking call sure, them man. I... <laughs> um but it's a very it's a very vague motivation um compared to uh which you know most of the souls games you just wake up somewhere and you got to figure it out and that's kind of i just i kind of how just, they work i've never i've never sat down Sekiro for me again, mm, but Sekiro is like a character and a, yeah, a plot and, uh, line. So maybe maybe I'm just more left brain or right brained on this, I don't, or whatever the fuck, whichever one is which. But the idea of just like Sekiro has. But you a, want a character based story because like a lot of the not story. All the time, I, but I don't want it to yeah. be like it's a thing of your every fucking Souls game. Yeah, you're you're either hollow, tarnished, ash and one, ash one, whatever. whatever. Yeah, you are. You have this condition. Yeah, you are the dregs of the and like. Oh, but you're going to be the one that either relinks the flame or doesn't. Right. Every time you don't relink the flame, doesn't matter. Right. Every time you link the flame, doesn't it's, matter. It'll just happen again. Whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, I just, and the same thing with the tar, with tarnished is like, I get it. I get it. Like you see the robbed graves yeah. and okay. I fucking understand what happened. Um, at the same time, like I thought I, you know, it's to be really fucking basic. Like I never had a moment with like Shepard. Yeah. Like, there's well, there's, right. So, so Erd not Rex. I would say that yeah. relationship with with uh, Shepard and Erd not Rex. Like, whereas like in in Sekiro, also you have a relationship with your 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 ward, dude. 
the kid and I, do, yeah. I no offense to Sekiro I don't fucking care about that kid it was the relationship between him and the idol carver right and the idol carver is oh, like yeah carver don't fucking great. and he's like just and as you learn more about him yeah. like yeah the, and then eventually you kill him because he gives in right. he just says fuck it I'm I am the demon of rage yep and he demon he lost hatred, everything and Sekiro has to like put him down yeah and it's a painful like I don't know that for me was the most crystal clear storytelling of like there are stakes yeah, Here's and who, it's characters. It Whereas, is. And I think the difference... There are characters. Between, Alexander the Jar is fucking amazing. Yeah, he's awesome. There are he definitely has a fucking really brutal arc. Little character through lines like there always have been, but largely the story of Elden Ring is lore. It is and, lore. It is reading. It is leafing through big, long Tolkien descriptions yeah. of, here's what, here's Jarberg, and here's the people yeah. that live in Jarberg. Here's, here's what the Knight of Black Knives was. Yeah, here's and, what, and yeah. here's what Teach did, and here's why Rani like, established the assassins. And you're... Yeah. I'm fine with it. Um, but yeah. at the same time, like, I just... It, it just bounced off me. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, uh, maybe I'm so a basic peasant. The but. thing for me that, that works about that, especially for this game, is that I am able to go to those kingdoms in a way that never happened in any of the other games. Like, that is kind true. Of, that is true. Kind of in Demon Souls because you're going to the different kingdoms from the Archdome. Yeah, but this one specifically, you when you but ride you go, when you ride yeah. over the quest uh, crest to go to Laernia, yeah. and you're like, oh, there's the fucking academy. Yes, right, yeah, exactly. That and and you can't yeah. get into it, it right away. It has a cohesiveness yeah. to it that that I don't find from those other games because they still have to be linking hallways even if like the hallways are linking from well, Ashina Castle to the the monastery like that path is still it's an elevator it's, ride it's a video game the, level yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not it's not a like a road that makes sense and, and even then even in this game or yeah. sorry not in this game in Souls games in Orlando going back to that yeah. example you're not really in Orlando you you, you come up you yeah. punch through a glass window you go through that you, right yeah. you're just kind of weaving and same thing with Undead Bird you're just kind of weaving and touching parts of it right it's like um, it's a great illusion because, almost like a Resident Evil 2 right and they right? do that great thing in all the Souls games which is like you consistently come out to vistas that show you where you've been and where you're going so the size of the level still feels very substantial even though you really are only going through hallways um, and that, I mean, that is still a lot of the bigger areas in, in Elden Ring, but, but the, Dude, when, the when big you're in landscape that capital, around it though, when you're in that capital and you're like, Oh, I can just fuck. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to go. I'm going to like, and I will say that's the thing I will especially give Lindell is it's the, I think the perfect combination of those two design. Cause it has the design discipline of a dark souls and the loopiness and the shortcuts and all the nooks and crannies of a dark souls level. But it also has the sprawl of a kind of open world map. I, like, yeah. it's, it's a city that you could like learn the streets of and stuff like that. And it almost feels I mean, none of their cities ever feel totally functional because they're just so over designed. <laughs> no. sure. um, but you could almost imagine like a marketplace on that long, big market street sure. and stuff like that. So uh, seeing that stuff and seeing it all linked together and incredible, you know, that's also why I get off on Dark Souls. One's design so much is because it's so intricately laid out and connected to itself. I will say this in, in Sekiro, like similar, similarly, mm. um, the, 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 Thing that they are people are pursuing against better judgment is like immortality right but the depiction of it is fucking oh, horrible. horrible did you see do you watch zuli the witch at all no great youtube channel they do like basically one minute videos and they just take one thing of a souls game and say we're going to examine this in the engine oh cool they went to look at the giant carp mm-hmm. do you remember the giant carp and yes like, oh why does it have teeth and they took the model and extracted it and you're like oh it was a noble yeah it was a noble and that's this what is, happened to it this is yeah. the payoff yeah. This is the payoff is that immortality is you, you basically turn into a giant fucking carp. Yeah. And that's oh, so immortality. Good. And that, the, all that centipede, all that stuff that comes to a oh, head in the uh, great. the celestial, what's it called? The the last level there, the big, um, the springs. I forget what that level is called. The mountaintop yeah. spring or something like that. But that whole area where it kind of pulls together all the threads that you've been 
either casually witnessing or, or actually actively participating in is just like, oh, brilliant. I will say, yes, as far as the story execution, I think Sekiro is probably. But in terms of setting, yeah. like the thing, that's Sengoku Japan. Yeah. Like that, there's there's no ambiguity. Yeah, they, like that's what it is. It is, is a Sengoku like, Japan. almost real place. Yes. And, and based on a mythology that is based on a real, like it's yes. not completely made up in right. a way that. And Elden so Elden Ring, Ring is. for me, it is a huge Herculean task of like, it, it really does feel like I got dumped into a fantasy novel. And yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck? These jars have people in them. Yeah. And uh, people are grafting fucking body limbs. Who is this like? Yes. Right. Godric the Grafted. Godric the Grafted. Yeah, there's just so much stuff like that in this game where it's just like cool little, yeah, it just makes this great map of of cool shit. And I, I, I think that's probably why it'll 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 stand above the other ones for me. I think gameplay-wise too, I just feel like there's so much there in in possibility that I do really respect I'm that. I'm very curious. To wrap this up, yeah. where do they go from here? Do they do another Sekiro to take a, 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 a break? No, that's the That was a question I kind of immediately had is like, first of all, don't for like several years because my God, you you guys worked like crazy on this game. And this is a game where you can see pieces of like asset reusal, like places where they intelligently, I hope somewhat alleviated the, the idea, like the Red Dead idea of like, no, every tavern, every bottle, yeah. everything has yeah. to be specific. This is a triple A, triple A, triple A game. And it's from, isn't that big a studio and they haven't had as big a hit as this until now. So they haven't really commanded that kind of, um, Attention to detail. I have to imagine of people that play from games in history, this will be a lot of people's first. Right. Which and is I think, crazy. you know, I can even say there's probably assets from Bloodborne and other games in this game. There are. Um, that's, that's the thing that was in Zulu, which is that um, actually the wolf in the academy yeah. was the was a wolf statue in Dark Souls 3. Oh, sure. And and yeah, so yeah. Uh, I forget what the place, the swamp place. Yeah, yeah. Um, you find it. You, if you go up to it, you can join the Covenant. Yeah. That had animations uh, and stuff that were never used, so they and just, so yeah. they took it. And, and yes, so but I wouldn't call it asset flipping because no, no, they still no. have to do a bunch of shit. And it's it's like and within that, like we said with the example of like giving people mod tools, is like they're creative even within oh yeah the the, the reuse of, of assets in that way. So it it is dispelling that idea that Rockstar has that it's like everything if everything is specifically made, then it will make a huge difference. And it's like ultimately, it doesn't really at the end of the day, especially when you have a. Uh, 80 hour long game it 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 condenses to the point where I, I think that's I went into 40 shacks in Red Dead they were all meticulously appointed. Yes. I don't remember anything about any of them except for the UFO UFO cult one. The because UFO that cult had a weird and the story. Com- the comet one. The comet one's good too. Yeah, yeah. The asteroid whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, the the Haley's comet cult or whatever. But uh, but yeah, so like I just think that uh from here on if they I don't know if they can go back. Oh no, dude. On the I, other I, hand, if I they were to so. just be like, we're going to do a side game like Sekiro, like they've already done that. They kind of want, you know, Dark Souls 1, 2, Bloodborne, and 3. That's a series. I mean, Bloodborne's a little bit of an outlier. but And then they were like, let's do something. Let's take our, our style and apply it to they, a different type it, of game. It's terrifying now because the expectations are there. Well, and I I've, think like I, there's been years now that I've heard like they want to do something with Armored Core and... Take the take the from take the take the. Fucking imagine a Dark Souls mech game. I want to imagine yeah. it deeply. Oh my god! <laughs> you know the closest we've gotten to anything resembling that would be this. Was it the shit? What was that game called? The the like the junkyard Dark Souls game. Where you're like a worker. Oh, the surge. The surge. That's it. Um, I I beat the surge. The surge is okay. It's fine. It's one of. I mean, it's one of those billion 
also rands where you're like, yes, I see what they obviously played. It, it is, this the, game it and, is the Duke Nukem 3D to Doom. Yeah. And you're like, all right. Yeah. But um, like something in that vein could be really interesting. But I'll, like I would I want it to be a full mech game like Armored Core. I wouldn't want it to be just a sci-fi Dark Souls. I kind of want to leave it at that. I think a, a fucking next, like a, 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 a post- Elden Ring take on Armored Core would be... Well, it's so interesting because from prior to Dark Souls was this gun for hire. They would make anything. They made so many different types of games before they got to Dark Souls. And, you know, obviously Kingsfield and Shadow, those are their, like, direct lineage to Dark Souls. But they made, you know, 3D.Game Heroes and Armored Core and sports games and and Otogi and, like, (laughs) a bunch of other crazy shit. And so... I'm not saying that that's better. Those games are better in any way. But did they, did they? They didn't make Tenchu, did they? Yes, they did. Oh, they did make Tenchu. They did. That's where half of I think yeah. I believe Sekiro at some point was, and that's why it's at Activision, is because Activision owns Tenchu. So I think the reason they set up that game at, at um, Activision so was because it was so to be a Tenchu. You're saying that point. Blizzard will acquire, and therefore Microsoft will acquire Elden Ring. Yeah, I guess I you know so. that some fucking executive is like. Well, and, and like, you know, Bandai Namco is probably like furiously just getting every piece of cash from oh every Tales God. game they've ever made to be like, can we get enough to buy them? Because like, this is their biggest game ever. And uh, Namco, Bandai Namco. It's is, not just the game. They they are, they are have been running headlines yeah. on numerous blogs I mean, from they like are since that game came out. One of the preeminent developers and they're still third party. Like they're still not owned by anybody. They work for, well, they lie. work with Activision. You know Sony's like. They were with Bandai. They were with Sony. Yeah, I think. You if, know Sony's like, fuck, we should have fucking. That would have, you know, if they want to strike back at Microsoft's big exclusivity thing. They take. This oh would be the God, time to dude. do that. We'll see. We'll see. But. Um, I would ideally, I think it's neat that they can work with all these different people and, and because they are so kind of unimpeachable in what they do now, they can do an Activision and be like, we're not changing anything. And they're like, we don't want you to. <laughs> and they we'll, make Sekiro. I we'll mean, the, fucking see. The only thing about Sekiro that's like somewhat compromised is that it doesn't have the online stuff that the other ones have, but I don't mm. know that that would make it a better game. So no, I don't think so. So yeah, I, I'm, I, I think the next thing for them is DLC for this game. That's like probably a no brainer. Um, they usually take about a year to do those. They, they, especially if it's as substantial as like the Bloodborne one. Um, so I expect that's next, but then beyond that, I don't know. I would love it for, to be an armored core. It thing. would be really fucking cool. It would cool. be sick as hell. Yeah, I'd be into that. I but I, I hope they're not done with little Sekiro-esque games. Yeah. If they were to move on to Elden Ring 2 directly from this, that would be, I wouldn't say a disappointment. Well, maybe they I'm get the resources. Totally fucking Maybe they get the resources it. for a... Maybe they a, can do two, yeah. A-team, B-team type thing. I, guess I mean, they've say. always kind of been a alternating studio. Oh, 100, yeah, 100%. Um, so, like, Elden Ring was in development from the end of... Dark Souls 3. Like, there was a team working on that game, and then there was another team doing Sekiro, and then they got switched over to Sekiro, and then they all went back to Elden Ring. Um, I don't think they have enough to do two projects concurrently. No, um, I doubt it. But, uh, I, but who I'm, knows? We'll see what uh, I'm possibly curious. an acquisition or possibly a huge cash infusion. Who knows? Yeah. But this game was a way, 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 way bigger success than I think anybody expected. It's fucking, it be. it's been crazy to watch. Yeah. Um, just the memes. In just in general. Uh, yeah, and the amount of people that I've I've talked to who have just picked it up for the first time or or, or just like it's been it's great. I think it's a good thing, honestly. And and but I don't I just don't know where you go from here. I think you take a while to figure out what you're gonna do next, and they have the luxury of a huge runway <laughs> now. Because especially after this, if they ever want to get a game published, like Bandai Namco would probably do it at whatever they want. <laughs> and same with Sony. I think you know, Bloodborne, I don't think not nearly as big a hit, but like certainly a consistent 
hit for them. But when you know what? And a, actually, you know what? A you, feather in their cap for sure. Do you know what I want, Ben? Mm. I want Bloodborne on PC at 60 frames yes. a second. I think if, they, if I, I was think, to pick one thing for them to do next and keep make let them take it easy a little bit, just it would be that. Just give me a HD whatever the fuck. Well, oh. they've, there's been scuttlebutt that like uh, Blue Point, the ones who did the remake of Demon Souls, were working on something. I'd be fine with that. Else with from. Um, I would not want them to update the visuals at all because I do think they kind of fucked that up a little bit in the Demon Souls remake. They didn't quite. Whoa, really? You don't like the new? Uh... They don't have the art. They don't have that perfect balance of, of melancholy and abject horror that, that the From Software developed. Also, dignity. That's the other oh, thing. Miyazaki Much loves dignity. dignity. The, the 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 man wearing his flesh as a cape. He's dignified. That's don't ever it, forget that's it. What he said. That's what he said. That's the All right. I think we leave it there. Yes. I think um, that's enough. Uh, uh, Elden Ring good. Ben like Elden Ring. <laughs> I don't know. You know. Maybe in four or five months I'll come back and say, like, actually, it, it is Bloodborne again. But I, I would say Elden Ring good. Uh, John Wistful about Sekiro. Yeah. I like I, Sekiro a lot. I, that was a game that... But also it is the outlier. Yes. Right? 100%. And so. it's almost like it's it's the farthest afield of the... The thing they were doing, starting with Dark Souls. I just wish that they had that fucking grapple hook in Elden Ring. It's that not, grapple hook would be it, sick. It was fucking sick. Was, I mean, that game sick. was vertically oriented because you had jump, which thank God they took that from Sekiro. Um, I, but I still think I still think there was a debate where they were like, I don't know, this jump button seems right. awfully it's a fishy. Funky, and they're like, well, we could get rid of it, or we could design entire platforming sections around it, <laughs> and that's what they did. Fair enough. That Great Tower and Kayla did. Oh yeah, that Thumbs one. Thumbs up. Yeah, there's a couple more where you're just like, well, am I supposed to fall here? Okay, let's go. Favorite favorite boss? Um, Melina. I like that boss fight. I like her whole deal. Um, once I got her, you know, she took me probably 15 tries, and I did her just with the mimic tier, and it was really satisfying to get in that rhythm of, like, I hit, you hit, because she's very staggerable. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I can definitely see how people would not like her, because if you aren't don't have a build that's good at staggering or causing bleed you can get chewed up so easily in that oh, fight. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, but I just like, I like how she, uh, like most of her attacks I think are really, you know, cool looking and whatever. And the way that she like, after she does an attack, she just kind of walks towards you very slowly. Yes, and gives, very good. She's it's like, go ahead, good. heal. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't care. I'll just take that health from you back. Like it, it just, I, a, a really interesting rhythm to it. And once I got down the like, oh, she's very staggerable. That was just super satisfying to just like, match hits with her and stuff. I can't fucking believe I'm saying this. For me, Commander mm-hmm. Neil. And I will say that because once you get rid of his ads, he yeah. becomes Owl. Yeah. It is almost, yeah, he not has exactly the, Owl, he but has he, like that kick and everything. There's a rhythm. And for me, Commander Neil, I hated it for the first like 20 attempts. I was yeah. like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Well, that one has like and a then, weirdly long run to it also. Like there's no stake for whatever reason. The stake doesn't um, matter because you can jump down to the, the for me, you can yeah. sneak around and hit the elevator. As long as you that's remember to push fine. the elevator down. Yeah. Yes. So that's fine. But once you get into the rhythm of like and and seeing how he stands on his prosthetic, I don't know yeah. why that fucking fight connected with me and it was great. It reminded me of Owl. I really like that one too. And that was one where I got up to it and I was like, oh, this is the one. And and like I was thankfully able to uh, – I was using the, my Colossal Weapon for that one. And the – so Colossal Weapons, when you hit the ground, they usually cause yeah. a shockwave. And that really like saved my ass. I interrupted several of his attacks when just jumping into the group and slamming down. And so I was able to take out the ads pretty quickly. And then my mimic tier was still pretty powerful. And the mimic tier, I know they nerfed him, but like he still uses the 
like the special attack. Oh yeah, all it's the time. still worth it. It's by, so, by hands down the best summon. <clears throat> when we finally got him, it was both of us hitting him with the pizza cutter, and he was just like blah 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 blah, blah <laughs> and just died. And it was so funny. <laughs> both of us hitting him with the pizza <laughs> with the cutter. pizza, just like I Wah. think. <laughs> I think we'll leave it there, Ben. <laughs> so good. Um, we will inevitably talk about Elden Ring again. I suppose so. Yes. But uh, let's see. But next episode, I have some stuff that's smaller, much smaller yeah. stakes. I did. Yeah, that that was kind of my thing when I when I got done. I was like, well, there's some indies I want to want to check out. It's tunic so, tunic seems to I'm be the thing. Almost man. beaten tunic, which I really like. Uh, very similar to Elden Ring in a lot of ways, like a very secret, mysterious game, but uh, very cute also. And then I played through Norco, which is this uh, so point-and-click adventure game, southern southern post-apocalypse, yeah, cyberpunk, Louisiana cyberpunk yeah. is what I would call it. Sure, uh, really good. Six hours long, just a beautiful well, length for a video have, game. <laughs> I, I want to get into Dwarf Romantic. Yeah, which is the, the hex. It's basically a Catan, uh, not Catan. Um, I think it was somebody was mentioning that podcast, Carcassonne. It's it like Carcassonne. Very relaxing. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. All right, Ben, take us out. We are out. <laughs> Thank you.